0: Encouraging states to adopt laws, as I noted, and he's going to continue to press and encourage action on existing legislation.
1: Yeah. And ushering in an era of socialism in America, you have to take guns away from the people so they don't shoot back when you try to control them. You got you got you gotta start focusing on that. You gotta get your mind right, and you gotta think about. See everything through the lens of socialism that they're dragging upon us here in the country. And so Joe had this pre recorded, unprecedented, heavily edited, no press access speech that he gave yesterday as he squinted into
2: the camera. He said, We're going to take the guns away. We're going to take the guns away.
1: What did you say? Well, let me go back and edit that. See? Anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We got a lot of stuff to dive into this morning, so let's get right to it. They call it the morning news. I'm Trey Ware. Right over there is Elaine. There's Chris. Uh, he's waving. There's Don. He's alive. We'll tell you about Don and why he's barely alive this morning. That's coming up. Meanwhile, inflationary problems are even worse than when you went to bed last night, thanks to Joe Biden and the administration. And of course, again. View everything through the prism of them bringing socialism into the United States. Study Venezuela. Study what they did when Hugo Chavez brought uh, socialism into Venezuela. The largest year-over-year increase since June of 1982 of inflation, but you know this because you're Christmas shopping right now. You know this because you're trying to buy food right now. You know this because you're trying to buy electricity and gasoline right now. And you also know that inflation is the erosion of the currencies purchasing power that you can get you get less for more money you're spending more money but you're getting less for that it's the diminished value for each dollar resulting in pinched budgets for americans particularly low-income americans Gas is up over 58%. Used vehicles are up over 31%. Hotels are up over 25%. Meat, poultry, and fish. Anybody consume that? That's up over 13%. Furniture and bedding up over 12%. New vehicles up over 11%. Domestic services up over 10%. Electricity, 7%. Food, 7%. Milk, 6% fruits and vegetables four percent and according to a gallup poll american families especially the less advantaged ones are feeling pressure 45 percent of american households this morning report that recent price increases are causing their family financial hardships this is again viewed through the prism of bringing socialism to america it's called crashing the middle class so that you have an entire country of dependence on the government grows the size of government Government has more control over your life because they're cutting the bills. They're paying for the pre-K. They're paying for the college. They're paying for the food. They're paying for the housing with affordable housing. You don't own anything. You're not allowed to own anything when they put socialism into uh, into play. And that's exactly what's happening here. Uh, you can see it everywhere that you turn. It's a move away from capitalism and straight on to uh, socialism here in the United States. Once... Once you start to think in that mindset and you do some study and see exactly, and Venezuela is the premier example of our time, once you start to do your own study into this, you start to realize and you start to see everything that they have been doing. And every move that they have been making since January 20th is leading us in that direction. So the inflationary pressures that we're having right now and the move to take guns away, those are just two prime examples as we open the show today. Don just told you that I-35, the Northeast Express construction, is about to begin a project that's going to be from 410 on the Northeast side up to 3009 at first. And what they're going to do is they're going to double deck and they're going to put three lanes on top. Two of those lanes will be free. The other is going to be an HOV lane on top. And the plan, what they're hoping to do is get the pass through traffic, all the stuff coming from Mexico and get it to run on the top side and all of us run on the bottom side. How are they going to do that? Well, you're only going to have exits on the bottom. (laughs) <laughs> so once you get on the top you're going to be on the top for a while there's not going to be any exits up there so if you plan on getting off to eisenhower or walsham or uh you know starcrest or any of those you're gonna to have to be on the bottom and the top will be for going up to 3009 and then and then they're going to move the construction down and that's going to start mid year next year they tell us right and then they're going to go down from walters to 410 and work on that and then from 3.009 up to 11.03. Again, all of that is just projected stuff that they're talking about starting next year and the subsequent years. And, uh, and we'll see if they actually begin any of this uh, on time. So the White House had a Christmas party uh, yesterday. I'll, I'll tell you about that. But that was for the Democrats and the Democrat donors. They have canceled all Christmas contact for those like you and me. You know, we pay for the White House. It's our White House. But because they are scaring the bat stuff out of everybody with Omicron now, they have said, well, we can't let anybody in the White House because of Omicron. You can't come here because of Omicron. Except if you're a Democrat fat cat donor with a big paycheck who were at the White House last night. But if you're a commoner, and that's what we're going to be called in socialism, commoners, if you're a commoner, you're not going to be allowed to go into the White House. And that's the idea of restricting access to the white house you have dirty shoes you're not allowed in there you're you're not one of them you're you're not the same as them you are out there working you're staring at brake lights you're not allowed to come in places where they are allowed you're not sophisticated that's right chris you're not sophisticated this is more like a buckingham palace this is more like a wolf's lair This is where the elites, you know, the top brass stay. This is the palace in Moscow. These are the palaces where the dictators live. And those of us out here who are scraping for breadcrumbs to be able to feed our children, we're not allowed in that kind of place. Now, at this point, they're using, of course, just like the Capitol used January 6th, at this point, they're using Omicron. Oh, my God. You might get Omicron if you come in the White House. You might give us Omicron. A variant that is proving to be far less severe might be very, very, very contagious. Uh, There's a lot of concern about it being extremely contagious, but it's also, according to all the research that we know of right now, far less severe. You know what that means? Herd immunity. That's exactly what that is. What we're seeing happen with this, epidemiologists are saying, those who are honest, are saying what we're seeing happen now with COVID, it's morphing into a common flu or a common cold because it's becoming less severe and very contagious. That's what a common cold does. And so that's what we're seeing happen with this, and it's happening much sooner than what's happened before. That's not according to me. I'm not a doctor. That's according to doctors who are honest about this and who are not trying to control your life through socialism. So they canceled the the ability to visit the White House for the commoners, but Fat Cat Donor wearing a nice suit, man, you can go. And they were there last night, and the Democrats had their Christmas party. And at the Christmas party, Joe Biden focused on Donald Trump, saying that Donald Trump is leading the Republicans into the abyss Democrats stand for the people, said Kamala. There were 400 fat cats there who had the big checks and wrote the big checks to be in the White House last night. Actually, they weren't in the White House. They did it outside in the cold because of, of course, Omicron. Uh, And he predicted the Democrats would keep their majority in next year's election. He said, now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're in for a problem. It's the tough guy from Scranton who who lived there for a couple of years. Now I'm a tough guy from Scranton. He said, let me say this again for the press. Look over here, press. We're going to win in 2022. Nancy Pelosi then spoke and praised Joe Biden as the perfect president. (laughs) Well, of course he is for them because they're running the country through him. Our country she said, could not be better served than with this most experienced and capable hands than yours, President Biden. He's just perfect, she said to the donors in the audience last night and of course, back to Omicron for a second because the media is there continuing to try to scare you all about it when they're not when they're not lying about January sixth, which they're lying about January sixth, and they're all hyping the Mark Meadows story but The news story that the media put out yesterday, researchers, unnamed sources telling us, unnamed researchers telling us they are very concerned about Omicron teaming up with Delta and wiping out half the population of the United States. I'd sure like to know who these researchers are. They won't tell us. The media won't tell us. They call them unnamed sources from the research community. I would think if I'm a researcher and I've taken the Hippocratic Oath and I'm concerned about uh, the future of our country and, and there's the opportunity, there's the chance that these two variants would uh, team up together to kill half of us, I, I would think that somebody who is a researcher would actually like stand up and say, I'm Joe Blow and this is the deal, y'all get ready, instead of whispering it to the media. You see, the media is lying. They're not telling the truth. Nobody's whispering that to them. They're scaring people. And that's all that they're trying to do. It gets some clicks. Sometimes it gets some ratings, but it's all built on a lie. Back. Get it, Dino. Those are
0: marshmallow clouds being friendly in the arms of the evergreen trees. And the sun is red like a pumpkin head it's shining so your nose won't
2: free
1: 525 that is one of the finest christmas albums of all time that one i remember the the red cover on it dino's on the cover looking as as cosmopolitan and as cool as dino was which he was one of the coolest human beings to ever walk on the planet and he could make anything anything sounds so good and marshmallow world is one of my favorites of all time i love it me
2: too good yeah. stuff you all right no <laughs> <laughs> did you hear me i got six hours to go <laughs> oh buddy oh hang
1: in there and you got no relief bench no, either that's do you it. This no, no uh, stops here. <laughs> chris elaine y'all will be doing the news here in a little while man yeah <laughs> elaine will be over there and we have to
2: push well, her in the nope
1: you see what happened was and and we need a little moving on over too, chris uh what happened was don um well, Don took advantage of an opportunity last night, and uh, sometimes it's smart to take advantage of it, sometimes it's not. This was a smart taking advantage of it, right. or it was
2: until about 2 o'clock this morning. Yeah, when the alarm <laughs> went off at 2, it was a like, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and did your alarm say that? It, yeah, it felt like it. it, <laughs>
1: your, it your alarm it was, said, you dumbass, it, time to get out of yeah, bed. It was mocking me. He went to the, a George Thorogood concert last night, Tobin yeah Good and, uh, great time i uh, appreciate the can opener or uh, the bottle opener yeah no appreciate problem very much got george Thorogood and the destroyers yeah. on it gonna hang it on the um, actually the handlebars of the harley so that i can open up you know my water and my coca-cola and stuff mm-hmm. like that sure. on the harley so thank you i appreciate that very much yeah my pleasure you feel all right good show huh it was a great show he
2: talked about stevie ray vaughn last he night He did talked about stevie ray talked willie about nelson willie nelson chris christopherson well, um, well see he knows how to yeah. talk to a texas exactly. audience yeah everybody had a good time good place was nuts I, always, yeah. I at one point i leaned over to my wife and said you know for the night only the tobin center is the 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 blues joint with the best acoustics exactly in the right so.
1: and all those suit coats that you saw or sport jackets you saw last they night they left them
2: at the door yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> good they were in black t-shirts yeah, with the oh yeah with the tattoos showing was a lot of that going on oh fantastic so. and did he make you wait for bad to the bone
2: it was toward the end, yeah. The end, you know, but it, it, it every song he did, right? I I knew of course, um, so it wasn't like, it was like I I'd never heard this before, right? Or whatever, but you uh, weren't waiting for Bad to the Bone, no, because like, I, you come know, on, the, George, because there were probably fifteen or twenty others that I <laughs> yeah. wanted to hear as well. So yeah. it was a great time. It came out, tore it up for about an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, you know. You well, know, closed out with uh, as he was leaving the stage, played the Star Spangled Banner. And, oh, yeah,
1: good. Yeah, great well, time. he's one of the finest slide guitarists that ever lived on the planet. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. here's a prime example of some of the blues slide the boy can do right here. Hello, I'm oh. Johnny
0: Cash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Hold it, Chris. Hold it. That was on me, Chris. I'm sorry. I punched the wrong button. Oops. Uh, yeah. This day, 1955, had we been, since we're talking about music, right. had we been alive, this song Hello, debuted I'm this Johnny day, Cash. 55.
3: I hear the trainer coming it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know where I'm stuck in Foles Prison. You know somebody's that song And time
1: peeps. It never ages. On.
2: No. People still love it.
1: And all ages of people love it, you know? Right. Uh, I know some younger people, and I can grab the
2: guitar and go, don, 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 on a guitar, yeah. and they go, whoa, that's yeah. cool. They know exactly what it is. 1955, man. Yeah. That is the that is the uh, Folsom Prison version. That right?
1: is yeah. that one, yes,
2: exactly like the, right. The original that he recorded on uh-huh. on Union Avenue down in Memphis. That's uh, exactly right. That was 1955.
1: That so. they kind of held back, and they actually re-released in 1962. Mm-hmm. And when it came out in '62, did moderately well. But that is the one that everybody knows because he starts right. with the "Hello, I'm Johnny Cash" yeah.
3: thing, right? So,
1: and John's got a you know he had a great contact with San Antonio. We we kind of adopted him as a San, of, San Antonio boy, right? You know, and a lot of people in the media, my dad included, uh, knew him extremely well and got stories that they took to their graves (laughs) well i mean those guys you could trust them back then (laughs) and now they'd sell it to whatever and put it online you know back then you could trust them so anyway
2: well you know it was uh back then you would you would have these conversations and and these uh these times that you would spend with people like johnny cash yeah and it was an it was a, a commodity you couldn't put a value on no no you know, so you just kept it to yourself. Well,
1: and also, also back then, the disc jockeys playing the records—they were the stars—and the right. musicians knew that their lives and their mm-hmm. careers depended on that. Right. So it was there was a big trust factor between all of them. And that's how dad, my dad in particular, and Bruce Hathaway, guys like that. That's how they developed relationships with all of those guys back yeah. then because those guys knew how to bread. They they needed to butter the bread. Yep, and they that's did. True, you know. Yep. Uh, and and they they had some great great times great relationships and John was a great man uh, he started very early and bringing before he would do a concert he would bring these young aspiring musicians into the dressing room as he was getting ready for a concert and they would play a little bit for him and then he would say you need to go back and work on that some more or I'm gonna call capital tomorrow and get, get an audition for you <laughs> right yeah. and that's how a very young guy back in the 60s by the name of Bob Dylan got an audition with the record company yeah. he walked in he had the harmonica and the guitar and he played a little bit for john and john said yeah i'm gonna call a record company <laughs> i think that's what i'm gonna do man I had a great relationship right throughout yes sir you know? till til the day uh mr cash died yep had a great relationship all right I gotta take a quick break for the new one, one. yeah you treat me right 539, Trey 550, KTSA, FM 1071, the trayware page at ktsa.com. A couple of headlines from San Antonio Express the past couple of days. Trish DeBerry enters race to succeed Nelson Wolf as Bear County Judge, and DeBerry said she made a ridiculously difficult decision to run for County Judge, according to Scott Huddleston. And, uh, she's not in spin class. She was yesterday, so she's with us this morning. <laughs> yesterday, Trish, I was begging. Trish, call me. I want to talk to you about this, and, uh, and you were in spin class, so you're, you're staying active.
0: Uh, well, but the only time I have to work out, Trey, is very early in the morning. So I apologize if I was not able to join you. <laughs> no. I got a message right after <laughs> I got off my bike because uh, I had a lot of energy to be able to work out. So early. Yeah. I, I'm happy to be with you this morning.
1: Well, thank you very much for joining me. I, I just want to find out more about why and, and uh, what's the plan.
0: Well, it obviously was a very difficult decision because I had to give up my seat. And so when I talk about it being ridiculously difficult, incredibly difficult, it absolutely was. You know, um, probably all, you know, throughout 72 hours, I was back and forth. You know, there was a lot of soul searching. There was a lot of prayerful introspection. I mean, you know, Trey, uh, You know, I lost my biggest uh, mentor and counselor. That was my mom in July. Um, So I didn't have her to talk to. I mean, I talked to her through prayer. and uh, You know, at the end of the day, I just did not see the kind of Republican representation. You know, we needed, you know, a conservative voice stepping up to the plate to be able to take this seat. Um, You know, and this seat is too critically important to just hand it over uh, to one party. So um, I decided, obviously, I was going to get in um, because I think there are some dynamics at play, and you have probably talked about that. It's a, midterms are going to be good for Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have a very competitive race in the 122, which is Lauer's Largent seat, um, and then we have John Lujan seat that'll be up again in November in 118. So there 's an opportunity for some very strong Republican turnout, and I
1: thought, you know what if there 's a shot it 's right now yeah. I'm in it. yeah well, you know all the timing that you just said is absolutely right because what i 'm hoping happens is a lot of conservatives and a lot of patriots will show up uh, on election day and uh, sweep the, the the dummy Democrats out of here uh, that 's what 's got to happen, but I have to tell you you know you, you as well and and me, lifelong people from here. I have seen yes. Bear County really transform into a Democrat stronghold. It has changed uh, dramatically. Now, it's always had that kind of leaning, but it's changed dramatically when you look at the city council and, and what have you. So uh, there's no doubt that it's an uphill climb, but it's it's got to be done. We need strong conservatives in position of leadership in Bear County now more than ever before. I uh,
0: totally agree with you. You know, when I looked at what I campaigned on, you know, and that was, You know, trying to do something to alleviate property taxes, uh, appraisal reform. You know, I was able to get a tax cut for the first time in 25 years a property tax decrease. Granted, it was a small property tax decrease, but every little bit helps. And incrementally, we build upon that. So when I look at what I've been able to accomplish relative to that, we opened up a precinct office, which has never been opened before. And, you know, which was kind of ridiculous. I represent 536,000 people and we don't have a field office for people to come to. So, you know, there have been, you know, some really um, important things that I've worked on. I've taken on jail administration. I've said, hey, $14 million in overtime per year is unacceptable. That, you know, is on the taxpayer. You know, we've got to have, get a handle on that and get professional jail administrators in there to take care of it. So, you know, I think I've been a thought leader. I think I've been a, you know, a voice that was demanding accountability for the taxpayer um, on the court. And so, you know, that's the hard part really about having to give up the seat. But my hope, you know, based upon what you talked about, and yes, it is an uphill battle. So all you conservatives that are listening to Trey today, which Trey's a great patriot, you need to get out and vote, you need to tell your neighbor, and you need to tell people we need a conservative voice and a critically important position like county judge because we are not turning it over to progressives.
1: We can't afford to. Um, and, of course, you, you really are laying it all on the line with the resign-to-run uh, resign law. Um, right. You know, you, th- this is it. It's fish or cut bait. You're, you you either win this or basically you're out, right? There's no going back to, to the three-seat.
0: Uh, yeah, you're right, Trey. There's no going back. But, you know, what I've... You know, I've been an entrepreneur all my life and I just think it's in my DNA. I've been a risk taker because a lot of times when you have your own business, you know, and you've got ups and downs associated with those, that business, I mean, it is about risk. But, you know, I feel like you got to go big or you got to go home. And, um, you know, you and I, like you talked about, I am from this community. I am born and raised in this community. I am committed you know, to a robust exchange of ideas and a platform that's going to talk about how do we move this community forward post-pandemic? How do we focus on, you know, like I said, property taxes, giving relief to people, appraisal reform, you know, and really I've got a big idea relative to public health, and that is I would like to be able to see, you know, the Metro Health Department, which really struggled, you know, during the pandemic with a response, Combine forces or merge with the university health system, which is a great example of city-county consolidation and what that can look like. Because I feel like if I get one domino to fall successfully, there will be other opportunities for city-county consolidation. And you know what that means, Trey.
4: That means
0: less government, because I am not. An advocate for big government, government does not have the solutions and answers to everything. And so where we can combine and see efficiencies, there's going to be greater impact.
1: Are you saying that that's exactly what you're going to work uh, toward? Because a lot of people would love to see that.
0: Uh, That is exactly what I'm going to work towards. You know, there's been a lot of talk over the years about city council consolidation. Empty empty promises. I've always been a person, look, I don't just walk the walk. I talk the talk.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, there, uh, and I, uh, sorry to interrupt, but there, there have been a lot of empty promises, you know, uh, along the lines from people who have said, oh yeah, that's what we're, we, we need to consolidate. And then they get into a position of power and they don't want to give up that 200000 $300,000 a year paycheck, so they don't want to do that, you know. We, and there are people that have been, that have served before that have kind of played lip service to it until they get in that position, then they don't want to do it anymore. I'm not saying that's you because, I, you know, following your career all these years, very successful entrepreneur, very successful in the PR biz for many, many years, and you've always followed through on what you said you were going to do. And I don't think anybody's worked harder – at being on the commissioner's court than you have. Uh, you you're out at everything. You're you're attentive. You listen to the people. You pay attention and you respond. You can't ask for anything more than that, folks. You cannot ask for anything more than that. You're not talking to somebody here who is going to lock themselves up in some sort of ivory tower and not be reachable. Uh, that this is going to be somebody who is going to to follow through should she end up uh, winning this position. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you,
0: Trent. I mean, really, when I told people over. The next four years, when obviously I was in the seat and I had three years left, and, uh, but I think we've been incredibly effective in 13 months regarding the things that we had taken on. I ticked off a lot of those things. All the campaign promises that I made, including one I didn't talk about, and that is we are an aging population, baby yep. boomers. You know, the uh, DA did not have an elder abuse um, investigator or prosecutor. That position or both of those positions had been vacant for probably four to five years and when i heard there was a backlog of cases of like 1200 i said look we have older people that are out there that have been taken advantage of that do not have the time to wait for restitution or prosecution and so talked to the county manager we got it funded in the budget and that was another one of the items that i wanted to work on so you know over the past 13 months i've checked off, you know, checked all the boxes regarding the things that I wanted to accomplish in four years and got that done in thirteen months. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you know, I want to be accessible on um shaking things up on the court. I like to say that I've cracked a few eggs and made people uncomfortable, but that is how you make government officials and bureaucrats accountable. You yeah. ask tough questions it's
1: not because I'm trying to be tough on people, but the taxpayer demands accountability. Well, another wrong with being tough, too. I, I'm, in, I, I'm in favor of that. When it's time to smash somebody, it's time to smash somebody. So you'll get no blowback from me on that And the last Republican, the, the most previous Republican to serve in that position, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, was Cindy Taylor-Cryer, who was also the, the last female, I think the only female to serve in that position.
0: Uh, she was the only female to serve in that position, and that was in the early 2000s. Yep. So, uh, let me just say, it's been a very, very long time since we've had, you know, a female. Obviously, I was the first one of the first commissioners in 25 years who was female, and so, yeah, yeah, I think well, probably it's time to have a female in that position, and I think it's high time have a conservative
1: yeah absolutely right
0: those are the values that i want to bring forward and i am going to work hard and i'm going to make this race a good one um and it may be close but at the end of the day i hope that we are at the
1: top and as it develops more we'll be talking some more so merry christmas to you and yours and uh and we'll be talking again in the coming weeks Trish.
0: Uh, Merry Christmas, Trey. Thanks for the opportunity. And yes, um, hug your wife and uh, those grandkids because they're beautiful.
1: Thank so, you very, very much. Nice I appreciate that. Guys. See you All soon. Right. Okay, take All care. Right. That okay. is uh, Trish DeBerry, and she's uh, Commissioner Precinct 3 for the next 60 days or so. And then she's going to run for County Judge. And we'll be following that race very closely. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. And it's County Commissioner Trish DeBerry.
0: Good morning, everyone. Happy to be here. Um, as we celebrate the holidays, I think it's you know, more important than ever that uh, we respect the flag and the Pledge of Allegiance takes on um, a whole new meaning during holiday season. So with that, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, and liberty and justice for all. Merry Christmas, and I say that with all the emphasis because we all need to be wishing each other a Merry Christmas and hugging each other because we have the opportunity to do so. Now that transmission rates are down and we can gather and we can enjoy each other. So happy holidays and be kind to each other and love each other. Thank you. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. You need to get out and vote, you need to tell your neighbor, and you need to tell people we need a conservative voice in a critically important position like county judge because we are not turning it over to progressives.
1: Well, the wackos, the socialists in our country, are taking in after Elon Musk, aren't they? The latest is Elizabeth Warren. I'll tell you about that. After 6 o'clock in what Lizzie Poop I had to say about Elon Musk that's coming up here on KTSA and uh, Joe Biden. R- remember when I say to you that you have to really start thinking about all everything that these folks say and do, start thinking of it through the prism of socialism. That their objective and their end goal is socialism being implanted in the United States. So when you hear him talk about voting rights legislation, all that is is taking the power away from you, the voting power away from you and local constituencies and putting it all in Washington DC. Like he said yesterday, we got governors, we got county commissioners that are fighting on and you should have a right to vote. It's not it's not just your ability to vote, it's who is counting your vote, said Joe Biden. If the people in Washington D.C. are counting your vote, well, guess what's going to happen. If you need any further information about what you're seeing playing out in our country right now with this socialism being put in in place, study. Do and it doesn't take long. It doesn't. It's not hard work. But study a little bit about Venezuela and what happened when Hugo Chavez came in, and now Maduro, who is just a puppet of Hugo Chavez. Study all that. And it's striking how familiar. And two Hall of Fames later, yep. Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. It's
0: informational. I learned a lot of things. Very informative.
1: This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. You
0: know, I think everyone should listen. to.
1: <laughs> now on FM 1071.
0: Fox News,
2: those folks knew that Trump could stop it. What does that prove? It proves he started it.
1: <laughs> Barbara Foxer. Call me Senator. She told a general that years ago, you call me Senator, I've worked hard to be Senator. And you work hard to have an ego as big as your rear. Anyway, good morning. It's a 607 at KTSA. Treyware here. 210-599-5555. Online, the Trayware page, KTSA.com. We also have podcasts over there, so our podcast show, shows the podcast. You can listen anytime, anywhere. I want to talk for just a second about Elon Musk and um, what these folks are the, the, the left, is doing. They, they really have taken into him after this. Well, they've been doing it for a while, but after this uh, time person of the year thing, they've gone straight at Elon Musk with the, the latest being Elizabeth. Pocahontas Warren saying, let's change the rig tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off of everyone else. Well, one of the things you hear me say is view what what somebody like an Elizabeth Warren or a Joe Biden or somebody on the left like that, view what they say and do through the prism of them trying to bring socialism, not trying to, bringing socialism, supplanting capitalism and free market ideas in America, and replacing them with socialism. And study Venezuela, and these people could be Hugo Chavez with what they're saying and how they're acting and the laws they are passing and attempting to pass. This is Venice. You're living in Venezuela when Venezuela was uh, transferring from a very prosperous and beautiful and outstanding place, where the incomes of Venezuela, the average income, was beginning to rival the average income of America, of the United States. Uh, They were beating Japan and China in income in Venezuela. And then along came Hugo Chavez, who was an avowed socialist, which is who we have running the country now in, in the United States, and the avowed socialists are bringing socialism in here. And if you just think about that word, whenever you hear somebody say something like that, whenever you see what they're doing with voting laws gun laws and those kind of things in this country, whenever you see them getting rid of the oil and gas business in this country, when they're replacing it with things such as centralized government, a bigger, stronger, centralized government that controls more of your life, that's all socialism. It's happening. You're living through the transformation from liberty, freedom, a constitutional republic to socialism in the United States. We're seeing it right now. So she's taking on Elon Musk. Why, why would they be taking on Elon Musk? Well, Elon Musk is a self-made man. They can't stand it. If there's one thing a socialist hates, is a self-made man. Why? Because what do you need the government for if you could do it yourself? What do you need them for? What do you need Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden for? Now, Elon, this is this doesn't bother him. You know, he just responded with "Stop projecting." (laughs) Uh, You remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everybody for no reason. Please don't call me, man. Don't call me. Don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. He called her Senator Karen. And then he went on to say, uh, because she said he doesn't pay any taxes. Obviously, if you opened your eyes for two seconds, you'd realize I pay more taxes than any American in history this year. And don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you did already. The facts are, Elon Musk paid about 60% in income tax. 60%. Plus, hold on, there's more. How about all the jobs he has created? About 100,000 jobs. And all the income tax that all those jobs are paying. Now, Elon Musk is the single greatest entrepreneurial genius on planet Earth right now. And he's green. That's right. He turned himself into the world's richest inhabitant through the force of visionary, innovative, and risk-taking determination. The guy is a risk-taker. He has spent the last 25 years working to save planet Earth sustainable cars solar power ringing alarm bells about climate change artificial intelligence he has almost single-handedly restored the dream of space exploration at one time and he takes no salaries his fortune is is in assets and stock in fact i I saw something the other day where he had like two hundred dollars in savings and four hundred dollars somewhere else and he generates huge tax income for the treasury There's 110,000 people that he employs. How many does Elizabeth Warren employ? And how much revenue for the general treasury does Elizabeth Warren generate? You know, the answer to that, it's zero. But the socialists among us, they cannot have a self-made man or woman. He's the living, breathing personification of the American dream. At 10 years old, Elon was reading two books a day. How many did Elizabeth Warren read all year? He became obsessed with computer and video games. He acquired a computer then. And when he was 12, he sold the code of a video game that he created, and he made $500, 12 years old. When was the last time Elizabeth Warren invented anything and sold it for $500? Anybody know? He also has Asperger's disease. He was a loner, he was bullied, he was beaten up. He had to spend a week at home in bed from being beaten up for it. And he also says, or he hints that he had some sort of unknown abuse at the hands of his father. He describes him as evil and won't even see his father now. He left his home in South Africa on his own. He had nothing when he came to the United States. Zero. But he was a bright student. That's something else that Elizabeth Warren and the socialists cannot have. Bright students. Why? Because if you're a bright student, you don't need them, do you? He dropped out of Standard after two days, and he launched, with his brother, an internet startup called Zip2, and he developed and marketed an internet city guide for the newspaper publishing industry, including the New York Times, and then he turned around and sold it for $307 million. When was the last time that Elizabeth Warren developed anything that that revolutionized an industry and sold it for $0.15, cents, much less $307 million. You know, the answer to that is never. She never has. She's never produced anything. She sucks off the government. She sucks off the American taxpayer. Then Elon went on and he founded the hugely successful online banking firm, X.com. It's an online banking company. He merged it with PayPal. And it sold for another $150 million. Revolutionized. How we pay our bills. How many of you use PayPal almost on a daily basis? Well, if you don't, I guarantee you, you know a lot of people who do. You're talking to one right here. Since then, he plowed all of his money and brains into a series of businesses. He's done more to save us from ourselves and this planet than any, anything that Elizabeth Warren has ever done. In fact, anything that anybody has done in recent memory. He's got Neuralink. I just told you about that last week. It integrates AI with the human brain, and it, he's, it's a Fitbit for your skull, basically. And it, it, they're talking about it curing paralysis, deafness, blindness, other disabilities. Would it be really cool. If because of Neuralink, blind people started to see. This is the way he thinks. But he not only thinks it, he goes and does it. He's not a dreamer that just sits and looks and sees uh, cows in the clouds. Oh, it's a cow up there. No. When he sees something in his brain, then he goes and does it. And he started doing that at nine years old. When did Elizabeth Warren, well, I won't even ask that question. Tesla. Sustainable electric cars. Headed toward being the world's biggest company. Solar City, the second largest, cheapest provider of solar power systems in the U.S. And then, of course, I don't have to tell you about SpaceX, which NASA relies on SpaceX to get the junk up there, the food up there and back. NASA can't even get stuff up there anymore. Elon takes the stuff to the guys floating over our head right now. And aside from his divorces and estrangement from his dad, he nearly died from malaria in 2000. He lost his first child to SIDS. And his drive is to see that our planet and 7.9 billion people on it survive. He doesn't want us to be wiped out by climate change or asteroids or self-designing artificial intelligence robots or anything like that. All I can say about him is we need more people like him and a whole lot less like Pocahontas Warren, a whole lot less. The man is making a difference in life on the planet. She is a socialist avowed to destroy life as we know it. All right, back in a minute, 210 599 A candidate for governor is going to join me coming up here on KTSA. What we'll about uh, Laurel Ridge Treatment Center? It's tough. It's tough right now. The holidays are supposed to be a time filled with joy and fun and merriment and all that kind of thing, but you know, for some, the holidays are really tough. Maybe you've recently suffered the loss of a loved one. Maybe because of the pandemic last year and the numbers are out there, you're having, uh, you know, abuse and addiction uh, issues you know there's a real health crisis crisis going on right now among the teens and uh, our friends over at laurel ridge they serve people of all ages of all backgrounds of all walks of life over at laurel ridge treatment center they're there 24 hours a day to answer your call and to do what they call a, a free assessment where they just find out exactly where you are and what's going on and then just talk about what treatment is right and best so if you find yourself over the holiday season in a crisis situation and it does happen and your friends at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center are there like they have been for more than 35 years at Laurel Ridge. They're saving lives and healing families and creating hope. Phone number at Laurel Ridge is 210 491 91 you don't have to go through the holidays alone they're there with you acuba forecast mostly cloudy this morning then clouds some sun this afternoon breezy very warm and humid at a high of 79 and that's it tomorrow and friday as well but friday night saturday morning and the overnight hours another cold front comes through it looks like kind of a soggy and cool weekend Sign-
3: Ooh, who about you oh, oh, oh.
2: decorations
4: of rain.
3: oh man no that's another
1: here. one i never get tired of I, I hear that one over and over again love the king 622 trayware 550 ktsa fm 1071 and the trayware page ktsa.com well it's a busy field running for governor of the state of texas And we've talked to all the candidates, uh, save Chad Prather, and we got him. We got him on now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Talk about his candidacy and why he wants to be the governor of Texas. Chad, it's great to have you on this morning. Thank you for your time, man.
3: Hey, Trey, thanks for having me on. You know, another good version of Blue Christmas is the uh, Porky Pig version. You.
1: <laughs> You're not kidding. That's a fun one we ought to mess around with a little bit later on. Hey, man, ta- talk to me about uh, about your run to be governor. I mean, everybody watches you online. We all see your, your video vignettes and stuff like that, and your, uh, your speaking engagements as, as a motivational speaker in Moss. But uh, why, why, why do you want to be governor? What's up?
3: You know, I was the first one to jump into the primary race last year. Uh, I was tired of the con- unconstitutional lockdowns and the mandates that were coming down. Uh, that were very unilateral and, uh, you know, it wasn't being passed through a legislative process. And it was just kind of a final straw for me. You know, I tell everybody I'm a reluctant candidate. I, I didn't want to get into politics. I had a perfectly good career going in the world of entertainment and, uh, and talk and talk. And, you know, we're, 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 we're blessed, Trey. Right? We get to run our mouths for a living. Yep. You know, it's kind of therapeutic every day, and, and, and we really enjoy the things that we do. Uh, but I love this state. I love the state of Texas. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, if you put the seed in the right ground, it flourishes, and that was certainly Texas for me. Uh, it's been a blessing to me. And I just don't feel like Texas is the same Texas most Texans think it is anymore. And uh, we've got to get government out of our lives. We've got to get career politicians out of the way. We need normal, everyday citizens, folks who have some skin in the game who are willing to step in and and bring some common sense back into this political uh, business. And unfortunately, it is a dirty business. Uh, It's just you can't unsee what you see. Uh, And and again, I want to make sure that we can uh, that we can get back to a point of just simplifying some things, you know. We, we've seen an increase of spending in this state in the last seven years by forty-eight billion dollars. That's not fiscal conservatism. Uh, we've seen a lot of you know things you know taxpayer money spent on contact tracing and other nonsense like that. Our education system is a mess. Our borders wide open. Our property taxes are through the roof. We know about the energy grid and just so many folks across the state do not feel represented in Austin. You know, the priorities are being neglected, and it's just time to get real folks with common sense back into a place where that delegated, uh, that, those delegated people that are there to represent them are actually doing their job.
1: It's a very busy Republican field, as I mentioned, with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West in there and Don Huffines in there and the others who are fighting it out in the primary, along with the current governor, Greg Abbott, and, and others. Uh, another guy by the name of Rick Perry, but not the, the Rick Perry in the race <laughs> and a few others. So it's it's a very interesting time on, on the Republican side. On the Democrat side, they got one guy, and he's the guy who wants to take your guns away. What do you think about him?
3: Yeah, you know, I don't give a lot of credence to Bobby O'Rourke. We've got to stop giving uh, giving a lot of credit to these empty-headed uh, political morons, as I like to call them, uh, You know, whether it's the Eric Swalwell, the AOCs, or the, the Bobby O'Rourkes of the world. Uh, they don't bring much to the table. They certainly don't offer anything to Texas. This guy will be a three-time loser uh, regardless of who is on the Republican ticket because he just doesn't bring conservative – he doesn't bring Texas values. And I believe Texas values are conservative values. I believe that we – by and large want to be left alone we want to be able to make our money and keep it we want to be able to raise our kids and educate them without a fear of indoctrination we want to be able to retire one day sit on the front porch drink a shiner beer watch the sunset and our grandkids play in the front yard and, and you know a lot of people consider that extremist behavior these days but i don't think that a work brings that to the table i think that it's too radical and uh you know it's it's it's, it's uh it's, it's got such a brain you know it's as I say, his mind is so wide open that his brains are falling out, uh, and, and I just don't think that represents Texas' values. I think folks want to get back to a place where where we truly do, as I stated earlier, we get government out of our lives, and a guy like O'Rourke wants to put more government in your life, bring more dependence, and, and more of the open-border chaos and – and he's certainly not going to come for our guns uh, regardless of how much he threatens it.
1: Well, and yeah, he's a, he's a pure socialist. He, he wants to bring socialism here. He wants uh, illegal aliens to have the right to vote in the state of Texas, so everything that he does is just an absolute non-starter, including who he represents himself to. He's fake Mexican. He's not real. Calls himself that other name, but it does my heart good to hear you call him by his real name, and that's Little Bobby. Little Bobby O'Rourke because that's what he wanted to be called when, they, when he went off to Princeton or wherever he went, the Ivy League school to go to school. Don't don't call me that name beto but he gets back to texas and that's what he plays off of as a fake mexican well he's not a mexican he's he's i I don't even think he's an american i think he's a socialist trying to destroy our country and i have no ground for anybody like that none
3: I agree. I agree with you. And uh and, and it's very clear it's there. I would love nothing more. I, in fact I'd pay good money to be on the debate stage at some point in time with with uh, little Bobby O'Rourke. <laughs> uh, but you know what we've got to do is we've got we've gotta stop uh we've gotta stop pandering to uh fake conservatives as well. And uh fake yeah. Republicans folks who truly claim to have our values. Uh you know, look our constitution has been constitutional rights have been violated, I count at least a dozen times in the last eighteen months. That's just not gonna happen. The you know, Texas Tribune called Greg Abbott the most powerful governor in the history of Texas. I just don't think that that is what we're looking for. That sounds very uh, uh, very much like a monarchy in a lot of ways. It's very dictatorial. It bypasses the legislative process. And as I said, I don't think our priorities are truly being met and matched. Uh, if you just look at the record, we've now had uh, multiple special sessions. People are still being mandated by their employers to be vaccinated. Our National Guard is being told they've got to be vaccinated state guard to say this just does not represent the freedom of texas you know i tell people all the time i said i don't care if you get vaccinated i don't care what you choose to do that's your freedom but it's not freedom if you don't have the right to refuse something uh and right now we're seeing that medical professionals losing their jobs and and on and on this uh you know the deadline's coming in january no special session being called about this but yet there probably will be a another special session called in january over uh, election integrity because Donald Trump has told Greg Abbott in no uncertain terms that he will rescind his um, his endorsement of him if he doesn't do something yeah. about that. But still, it's these other things that are our priorities are legislative footnotes.
1: Well, and we need a special session right now over uh, VAX mandates and any any other kind of mandates. And that's another uh, topic for another time. I'm coming up on the bottom of the hour, so I got to run. But as I get ready to, and we're going to leave you with this since you requested it. I'll Go ahead, Chris.
0: Have a, every, every blue. <laughs> Merry Christmas.
1: How's that? No, we're over here it. You. <laughs> Look him up at com, and we'll talk again, Chad. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Thank you, Trey. Thank you. Appreciate you being on. Right, I want to tell you about a friend's over. <laughs> well, he did. He requested it. He says a good version of It is. It's fun. Right, I want to tell you about a friend's over at Amogee Bank. Amogee Bank is here for you. Now, I could stop. That'd be a full stop right there. Amogee Bank is here for you. Because unfortunately, there are those who are not here for you. There are those who are in it for themselves. And Amogee simply doesn't operate that way. Amogee will always, always has, and will always put you first, put your family first, your financial needs first, ahead of even their own needs. Because as as David McGee believes, if you get what you need out of the relationship, they'll get what they need out of it. And that's the way it works. That's the way David lives. That's how he's always been. He's got a servant's heart. And that entire bank at Amogee and all those folks at Amogee, whether you walk into one of their beautiful branch locations and say hi over there, or whether you're doing it all online or on the telephone, whatever, however you, they make it easy to do business with them. How are you doing it? You're going to find real quick that it's all about you. How can we serve you? What can we do for you? And i got to tell you, as far as I'm concerned, that's what I want in a bank. That's what I want a banker, somebody who's easy to get in touch with, somebody who has real solutions, somebody who knows what they're talking about, and can, and can be a big help, and that's Amagi. They can be your best help. Amagi N A. Member FDIO's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk Five Fifty KTSa and FM One O Seven One.
2: Let's be clear: they were scared to death on January sixth. They were frightened to death, and they are so ideological and so in Trump's orbit that they are now liars. It's. Awful.
1: Who cares what Barbara Boxer has to say? that has been. Call me Senator. I work too hard to be a senator. She just gone. Who cares what she got to say? Men are digging them all up, aren't they? Six thirty nine. Trey Ware, uh every Wednesday at this time. My friend John Hayward from breitbart.com We check in with him, see what's on his mind politically. What's got all the doings in America? So, John, what is on your mind this morning?
4: Well, the the big story has got to be the degeneration of the American economy under Joe Biden. We're we're now facing record inflation, and these these boobs, these frivolous idiots, Nancy Pelosi, these Never Trump Republican allies of hers. What are they doing? What are they wasting their time with this giant ridiculous dog and pony show about the one six attacks, you know, and their their panicky reaction to it. And the only thing they've really uncovered over these past couple days is a bunch of text messages that basically prove they're wasting their time. That everybody. Knew This Capitol riot was bad. Everybody wanted to stop it. They got a bunch of people from Fox News frantically trying to text Trump and tell him to say something. And an hour and a half after they started telling him to say something, he did. That's the big story. That's what this political party, the Democrat Party, this party that's at war with America, that's destroying you. That's what they're wasting their time on going into the end of the congressional session and the end of the year. This is it, right? You know, this is the last things Congress is going to do before they take their long vacations and just wander away. While your house is on fire, you can't afford food. You. can't afford to go out to eat. You can't afford gas. Your job is in jeopardy. Everything is collapsing in flames across America and around the world, and this is what these people are wasting their time on. It's absolutely outrageous, and hopefully the voters will punish them severely for this in the midterm. Election. They
1: have to be absolutely destroyed in the midterms. Gasoline is up 59%, used vehicles up 32%, hotels up 26%, meat, poultry and fish up over 15%, furniture and bedding up over 12%, new vehicles up over 12%. Domestic services up over 10%. Electricity, food, milk, fruits, vegetables, all of it is skyrocketing high right now. Devaluing the dollar, devaluing the power of the American consumer, and the people it hurts worse. Are the uh, low-income individuals among us and the middle class? This is something that you and I have been discussing for years, John. This is the destruction of the middle class. It is classic Venezuelan uh, Hugo Chavez socialism that they are, imp- uh, you know, putting into to effect in America right now. These people are all anti-capitalist, uh, all anti-free market. They are socialists, and they are transforming our nation from a free and liberty-loving country into a socialist nation, and we will be Venezuela if they're successful.
4: I've actually taken to calling us Biden's Venezuela. so if you like that term, feel free yeah, to use it. That's, that's where we're at. I was musing the other day that it seems like this all the Democratic Party got so petty and vindictive and anti-American and hateful of people in America after the 2000 election. I mean, they were always bad and they always had some terrible ideas. But it seems like this deliberate campaign to divide us, to destroy us, to punish us, to make the whole country suffer for its historical sins and have social justice and equity by taking innocent people and beating the crap out of them, you know, because they supposedly benefit from privilege, that stuff all really took off after the 2000 election. and it just got worse and worse. Maybe partly it's the Democratic Party's psychic torment from losing the 2000 election and how close they came. I don't know what it was, but whatever the reason, this is where we're at now. They're at at war with us. They're, They're destroying us. This is, as you said, a deliberate attack on the middle class. The people doing this, it's not Joe Biden. He barely knows where he is. The people that are running the country in the shadows behind Joe Biden, they know exactly what they're doing. This is deliberate. They don't care that there's inflation. They want this. They want your purchasing power. Reduced. They don't want you owning a house. They don't want you really owning a car. They think cars are bad for the earth. They want you to be diminished, to suffer in this way. This is all very deliberate. And if you don't annihilate them at the the ballot box next uh, year when they have a chance to take their power away, if you don't shut them down, they're going to finish the job and they're going to finish you off. That's
1: 100% true. I, I've been doing a study, a deep dive into Hugo Chavez and what happened to Venezuela. You know, Venezuela, prior to Hugo Chavez, they were very, very prosperous. They were doing extremely well. In fact, their um, their wages were starting to become competitive with ours believe it or not talk about average wage they were beating China they were beating Japan in wage in uh, in Venezuela and of course we know what happened to oil in the 80s and and 90s and then Hugo Chavez came in much like much like the Hitler movement uh, in the 1930s in Germany he was going to save them from everything but what he did was he started to take away all private ownership he started to nationalize everything bit by bit piece by piece and those voices that were standing up against they went to prison. They went to jail or they were killed right away. This, it, it, they started to cancel people. They, they you know, there were, the, the similarities between what's happening in America right now and what Hugo Chavez and what Maduro, who is a puppet of his, now that Chavez is dead, what they have done to Venezuela is exactly the same thing that the socialists are doing here. Talking about causing chaos in the streets and the rioting in the streets and all these things that they have done in Venezuela to destroy it is exactly what they're doing here. And I don't know that the American people actually believe it or see it. What happens when, when something like this goes on, it's the frog in the kettle where the heat's turned up slowly and slowly and slowly until you're roasted to death. And that's where we are, John, the similarities
4: are absolutely striking. And I have a private pet theory that it would be even worse if not for the fact that people pay for everything with credit cards now. So people that are buying a fast food lunch or gassing up their car, they're swiping a card, they're doing tap to pay, whatever. They're not counting out bills. And if we were still counting out bills for all these purchases, I think Biden would be down in the 20s instead of the 30s in approval. People would be even angrier if they really felt how bad this inflation is hitting them. But it tends to be somewhat abstracted because it's all handled electronically. They get it, but they're not feeling the pinch quite as hard They would have 30 years ago when they were paying for all this with cash money, you know, and, and people should be angrier than they are. This is killing you. This isn't just an inconvenience. This isn't just making it so, wow, you know, it costs 25 bucks to eat at Burger King. All of a sudden, wow, you know, this is hitting you from every direction and it's hitting the people who employ you. Inflation is devastating to the lower and middle classes, but not the upper class. And you'll notice that in addition to, you know, peeing and whining about January 6th all day long. The other thing the Democrats are doing is handing out tax breaks to the they rich friends. You know, while they're busy killing you and destroying your life and, and soaking the country in misery, their rich buddies are getting tax breaks for their sky-high blue state taxes because Democrats take care of their fat cat donors. That's, that's how this works. I mean, this is just so revolting and nauseating. And you're right. People aren't as angry as they should be. They're getting angry, but they're not angry enough yet. And they they really need to be ready for battle in order to take the country back. Because, again, this is deliberate. This is not a mistake. It's not just that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are incompetent. The people running them, telling them what to do and say, know exactly what they're doing. This is deliberate, and it's working as far as they're concerned.
1: Well, get ready, because very soon, within the coming weeks, I believe, uh, probably before the end of the year, but if not shortly after the first year i believe we're going to start to see the fed make some move on interest rates and when they do that when they start to go up on the interest rates and people lose even more ability to as you say use those credit cards or use other people's money to buy what they need which is exactly the plan they have to collapse the prosperity of the american people so they create a bunch of people who are dependents on the government they're importing them like crazy you know we got all these afghans are coming in here hundred and ten thousand of them we're giving them 2300 bucks to live free medical care and food stamps for all those afghans coming in we have 200,000 a month coming across the border they're being shipped all over the country i can take you over to san antonio international airport right now and show you a bunch of them being loaded onto airplanes right now to be shipped all over the country that's going on every day what the democrats are doing right now and they're nothing more than socialists okay call them what they are they're socialists they are trying to collapse the economy in the middle section of the country so that they have a bunch of dependents so the government gets bigger and the people depend on government for the next meal. That's exactly what's happening right here and right now.
4: And the end game is to prevent you from being able to own capital. That's yes. what this is really all that's about, right. the war on capitalism. And, and you're going to see that reflected in these interest rate changes in people not being able to buy a house anymore. It's already really hard because of what's happening to values, inflation, and everything. Once they start dealing with the interest rates, it's going to become effectively impossible for anybody from the lower and the middle class to own property. And that's a long cherished socialist goal. They don't want property owners. They Correct. don't want people who own something tangible that connects them to capitalism and makes them feel independent from the government. That's the end game they're for, and it's kind of a race to see if they can get there before we can stop them in the 2022 elections. That's really what this all boils down to. They're
1: trying to get it done as quick as they can. That's right. John Hayward, Breitbart.com, Dr. Zero, Year One. Thank you, sir. We'll talk next week.
4: Thanks very much for having me.
1: Uh, let me tell you about our Saudi dental. Orsati Dental here in San Antonio is here for you, and they always have been for th- more than 35 years. Lou and Debbie Orsati began this practice more than 35 years, and their son, Matt, continues it on today, along with four great dentists who are highly trained, highly qualified, know what they're doing. And here we are at the end of the year, and every year I, I keep telling you about okay, it's December, and you need to be thinking about those dental benefits, and you don't want them to expire. You want them to be used by you and not money that goes back to the government. So, you need to make sure you schedule your appointment with our friends over at Orsati. Get in there and have your initial set of x-rays and come up with a treatment plan for you. Uh, and that might be some minor stuff you need, but, you know, it might, this might be your year to, to really take on the cosmetic stuff. And Orsadi Dental, they are experts in uh, cosmetic dentistry where they can do Invisalign. They can replace broken or missing teeth with implants. They can do all on four implants. They can really do a great job to help you have the best-looking and healthiest smile you've ever had. So call them right now. Don't let those dental dental benefits expire. That's Orsadi Dental 210
4: 479. Vacations and just wander away while your house is on fire. You can't afford food. You can't afford to go out to eat. You can't afford gas. Your job is in jeopardy. Everything is collapsing in flames across America and around the world. And this is what these people are wasting their time on. It's absolutely outrageous. And hopefully the voters will punish them severely for this in the midterm election.
1: I'd love for you to say the Pledge of Allegiance for us as well. We'll just put you in our rotation. So call us at 210-599-5555 or record it on your phone. You can email it to me, Trey at KTSA.com, T-R-E-Y at KTSA.com. Send me the pledge. We want you to be one of our pledgers. Adam, fire away quickly,
0: please. Uh, Trey, great work as always. You know, uh, Argentina is just like Venezuela. They had one of the uh, best economies, and uh, now they have one of the worst. And, you know, Trey, when they talk about rich people need to pay more, they're not talking about themselves. You know, as we know, Trey, they'll. You know, eventually venture the of money. I guarantee if we stay on this road, we will. And one of the uh, first signs is uh, prices go up on everything. And, you know, when that fraud, uh, Warren, her whole life has been a fraud. I don't know how she gets away with it. And we're, we're wasting everybody's time with the January 6th uh, BS. We need to focus on real issues.
1: Thank you very much, Adam. I appreciate it. Uh, the media's not going to focus on a real issue. They're going to focus on January 6th and anything other than they, it's a sleight of hand deal that they've got to try to pull. So what's the big deal? That was said by Papa Joe. (laughs) No, no. Don, you are a big deal, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. Papa Joe asked that question yesterday. We'll talk about it with Ware and Rhyma. Coming up next, KTSA.